Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an issue-by-issue recap of Gem Dimensions, because outrageous dimension. Look. (laughs) (laughs) There's two issues of these left. I don't know if I have this in me to completely rewrite this whole intro that I did for 100 episodes. We're doing our best here, guys. (laughs) It's Gem Dimensions issue three. How are you? Hi, everybody. We're reviewing comics. That's what we're doing. That's what we do now. For as long as they continue to exist, which is admittedly not long. Yeah, so let's let's do some yeah. housekeeping before we get into this, because we do have a couple things to talk about before we start like talking about this issue in particular. First off, there is no Gem Dimensions after Gem Dimensions 4, as far as we know. Right now, this is kind of the finish line. Yeah, and it's weird, because everybody seemed to be under the impression that Dimensions was an ongoing, and then IDW says, no, it was always going to be a miniseries, which means one of two things. Either IDW is really bad at messaging to the fan base which series are ongoing and which series are limited, or it was actually supposed to be ongoing. They canceled it, and then they didn't want to admit that they canceled it, so they were like, oh, it's it was always going to be a miniseries, because they did the same thing with Misfits. Everyone thought Misfits was going to be an ongoing, and then they were like, no, it's a miniseries. You didn't hear? At least I am happy to say that it was probably IDW thought they were going to continue, and then they decided to stop, but they wanted to put a spin on it and act like they knew all along. It's in very poor taste to cancel comic lines these days. There's a big thing in the industry right now where comics are getting canceled way too early, and every time a series gets canceled, everybody gets really exhausted with it. So canceling a comic is now really bad PR. Yeah. And so they're probably just kind of trying to gently step around that. But there's no way to gently do that. Guys, the comics industry is crap. Don't write funny books, kids. What our game plan is, is that we're going to cover as much gem as there is after there's not. This series is going to go on like even more hiatus than it was before for Gem Jam. (laughs) Because, I mean, there's not really much we can do if there's no thing out there yeah we'll we'll cover what there is um none of us are into dolls so we probably won't get into that i would be into dolls but i live in a very small apartment yeah yep there is that (laughs) Uh, we still have some choose your own adventure books we might do at some point but don't expect anything coming after this on a regular basis uh, from gem jam now that does not mean however that we are going away far from it uh, we still have I Will Fight You, we still have Date Me Damn It, and we do have Jim Jammer now. Yeah, we just started a new um, D&D live play podcast. Well, not live play, actual play, whatever the word is. We play D&D, and it's with my mom, with a sort of... A bit of a twist that we won't spoil here, but judging by the name, some of you can probably guess what it is already. (laughs) The setting that we're working with is something that Kid is very passionate about, uh, that she's put a lot of thought into, and she is our DM, and I'm very excited to encounter more of these things that she is, like, sold out in little bits and pieces to me. Uh, It's gonna be a lot of fun. Also, I might have a mild nervous breakdown because I am now, like, DMing two campaigns at once with an intermittent third. We believe in you. It's fun. I don't sleep a whole lot. It's fine. Uh, we actually brought on the uh, prolific Jake Mason to uh, to produce Gem Jammer. Yeah, so he's editing it for us. Uh, he's being a very good sport about that. Uh, we are paying him. Uh, if you support our Patreon, we'll be able to pay him more. So if you want to support the people that we have horrifically roped into our stupid projects, please support us on patreon.com slash the Jam Jam. That was the worst ad I've ever done in my life. <laughs> I, was, I think it was a very honest ad, and that's what matters here. That's all our new business. Now on to the outrageous business. Can I just say that I don't remember what happened in this comic at all? Well, you'll find out. Why don't we tell Mackenzie what happened? With Gem Dimensions, issue three, we have two stories uh, this issue. Our first one is called Shooting Stars by uh, writer and artist Nicole Go. 
And uh, our colorist is Rebecca Nolte. If I have screwed that one up, then that's just deeply ironic. Uh, shooting starts is not said any explicit time, but hopefully it's after Dark Jim. It's after the gothening. And then Haunted is a set during the Misfits arc, which means that this is definitely while the Misfits have a reality show, but before they've announced their new label, uh, we assume. We have writer Sam Maggs, artist Rachel Stott, and colorist Marissa Louise are all bringing us Haunted, which I don't know about you guys, but I just keep hearing that song from Trick or Tet Crack. We'll get to that. Side note, Sam Meggs is uh, currently Edmonton-based. She is a writer for BioWare. Nice. Uh, mean my three Garrises are invested in that statement. Unfortunately, I think she's on Anthem. Well, BioWare is the house that Garris built for me. And with all that out of the way, let's get into our first story, Shooting Stars. Which is the Starlight Girls, who seem to have recovered well from their gothening. We are not talking about Dark Gem. Rhea is here, but we are not talking about Dark Gem. It's fine. It's fine. They're fine. Everyone's fine. Right. Because we're band practice for the Starlight Girls. And they're all adorable. That's really what matters. Do these girls ever wonder where Jerrica is? Like, Jerrica just stopped coming to their rehearsals, but Gem started showing up. I think they know. I think they figured out it a while ago, and they're just being polite about it. So we start with the end of a band practice, and the holograms are like, we are tired of listening to children, we need to leave. I'm sure they're very, very good for a bunch of children. The Starlight Girls want to keep practicing, and Kimber's like, nope, I've got a date, bye. Like, they try to razz her about it, like, ooh, Stormer! She's like, yes. Yes, <laughs> with her steady girlfriend that she has. <laughs> it would be weird if it wasn't with Stormer. After the holograms leave, Ash is like, we're ready! We're ready! We're ready! I have an idea. And everybody else is just kind of staring at her blankly. Ready for what? We're going to play a show tonight, says Ash. Well, at one point, Chrissy points out they'll never let in a group of kids. And then Bonnie, <laughs> the eight-year-old, says, we can do it! Let's go! And then they're like, yeah, okay. Yeah, that eight-year-old's right. And of course, let's be clear, they're going to a coffee shop. It's not like they're trying to get into a bar or anything. Yeah. The holograms are piled up like Scooby-Doo characters on the other side of the wall listening in because they knew. They probably dropped that there's going to be that open mic night at Roasters as like a really unsubtle hint that they should go and play it. Oh, you're right. What's what's really cr really cracks me up here is that Aja is like they're not little girls anymore, Jerrica, and like Bonnie's eight. Yeah, like I, you can make that case for like Ash and Chrissy and a bunch of the older kids. Bonnie is literally an eight year old. She is a child. Somebody gave her a tambourine and she decided she was also in the band. She is still definitely a little girl. And Jerrica's like, what then? And Aja's like, well, obviously we follow them and keep to the shadows. They'll never know we were there. We're like black cats in the night. Black cats with extremely brightly colored hair and clothing. And I think Shayna is literally wearing a bodysuit covered in sequins. And meanwhile, Kimber's like, yeah, okay, but I wasn't lying about my date. I do love my girlfriend. And Shayna's like, no, you're a mom tonight. And she's like, but... But Stormer. And Jerrica's like, bring Stormer. She'd love to come. Come on. Can you imagine that conversation between Kimber and Stormer? Yeah. Um. You know that date we were supposed to have tonight? Well, instead, we're going to be like fifth wheeling it for a bunch of foster girls. Stormer is many wonderful things, but good at schemes is not among them. This is unequivocally in the realm of schemes. Meanwhile, the Starlight Girls have a shopping cart. They have loaded all of their band equipment into a shopping cart. I'm pretty sure you can't fit a drum kit in a shopping cart. And in fact, they managed to fit exactly one drum in there. And now they <laughs> filled the shopping cart. Bonnie is carrying like a lot of really heavy, really breakable audio equipment by her little tiny self. Meanwhile, everyone's giving Ash a hard time for, you know, not helping. And Ash tries to claim it's because she's got a big brain going and working right now. And everybody's like, look, we have to do this together. Smash cut to open mic night. Which it turns out 
It's 18 and over at Roaster's Coffee today. Which means that this coffee house has a bouncer. Why is it 18 (laughs) and over? Are they licensed? What might happen, and I actually have an explanation for this, is that there's, around Seattle, you may know that there are a lot of coffee shops. There's one that's very near me that also sells wine, and on specific nights, they become 18 and over because they do a wine and coffee night. So the bouncer gently shoes away these children. Shoe little chickadees. The, The children are like, I don't know what to do. We'll have to figure out a way to get in. I don't know if this is going to work. And uh, as the girls are feeling kind of sad about this, Aja ducks up and goes, hey, is that your truck in the back? I'd be super mad if someone smashed my bumper like that. Hey, by the way, can we talk about how, like, since she talked about cats in the night, Aja has been making, like, sneaky hands? Also, like, this is apparently the third time this week this guy's bumper has been smashed. I feel like you just put this man under very unnecessary stress. Yeah. Also, who keeps smashing his bumper? Um, the misfits, because they're trying to get them to go to the Mirage Garage. Anyway, Jerrica turns into the bouncer, and then when the Starlight Girls come back, saying, hey, we'll prove that we're good enough for the thing, as if that's the problem, Jerrica, as the fake bouncer, is like, I've had a change of heart. I realized it's important for young people <laughs> to have opportunities so they can grow. The fact that this is a licensed event has no bearing on this whatsoever. And not even the Starlight Girls buy it. Okay. Yeah, it's this long panel of all of them just... Okay. And uh, they come into the into the coffee house where they have a very nice stage for open mic night. And uh, we have this nice montage of them listening to all these different bands and performers. And they're all like, mm, what if we just went home forever? We can't compete with this. Bye. And then instead we get uh, what is kind of a two-page spread here that's actually very cute. We are the Starlight Girls. And this is... No damsel. And we get this really cute page of everybody playing. And then we get to the end and there's like that really long feedback scream. (laughs) It's just there's utter silence out in the room. And here's where the story goes in a direction I was not expecting. The audience just kind of stares. They don't know what to do with this. They were like, is that girl eight? It wasn't very good. Why are these children on stage? But at the back of the coffee house, there are six women screaming their heads off. And it's the holograms. Plus Stormer, who's being an awful good sport about her date night being ruined. And then the Starlight Girls get off stage, and they are getting congratulated by the holograms. And they're like, but but we bombed, we sounded awful, they hated us. And Kira's like, so what? Lots of musicians suck, it's fine, it's the first step to being a rock star. Look, getting in front of people is absolutely terrifying, substantially, that's why I'm a nine foot tall Amazon. Is it just me or do these final three panels look like a superstar segment? They do. All it takes is a little bravery. That makes you a superstar. That concludes our uh, hashtag Starlight Girls 2K18. We're no longer worried about the Starlight Girls. They're fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Ray is here. That means it's after Dark Gem. Everything's fine. We're fine. Spirit Stalkers. So we are now moving on to our next story, Haunted, in which both of these teams of the Holograms and the Misfits are starring on Spirit Stalkers. Which I'm guessing is just Ghost Hunters. Yeah. It's Ghost Hunters run through a thesaurus. Hey, do we ever get into where Shayna is? I forget. They said something along the lines of how she's got a costuming gig for Gem this weekend, which is a weird sentence that I don't... Un- their gem? Like, how would she have to get the costuming gig? She's in the band. Also, it turns out that, like, photorealistic holograms and misfits is is not actually a good idea. No, it's kind of creepy. 
it doesn't work super well, if only because that's not the art style that we're really used to. This book has really gone into the cartoony version. I think there's a suspension of disbelief that it's is being stalled out at this point. Also, does it explain why both teams are wearing have someone wearing goggles, or is that just a fashion choice? I don't know. I don't watch Ghost Hunters. It is my time to shine. Oh no. Well, I guess I haven't seen Ghost Hunters, but I have seen ten seasons of Ghost Adventures. Oh my. I don't know why I've seen ten seasons of Ghost Adventures. I don't believe in ghosts. Guys, if you want to listen to Mackenzie talk more about ghost experiences, we have an entire I Will Fight You episode on uh, on Grave Ooh. Encounters. <laughs> it's true. Now, imagine that, but instead we're basically in the mansion from the opening of Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Which, theoretically, they're filming a show. I'm guessing this is a hidden camera show because there is no camera crew following anyone around. The important thing is, apparently, neither of the Misfits nor the Holograms knew that the other band was going to be on the show. Does Jericho look like Paul McCartney at the bottom, on the bottom panel, or is that just me? It's a bit more John Lennon, personally. John Lennon, yeah, that would work. It's great that Jetta points out, you can tell this is, like, pre-infinite, because at this point, Jetta points out, hey, aren't you the manager? <laughs> Are you here? <laughs> because really, why isn't Jen here? Presumably because involving a hologram that can go away at any minute in a hidden camera show is a bad idea. So this is the point where they argue about it they decide they're not going to participate in this this stinks our label is pushing us around and um the lights go out and that's presumably pizzazz screaming because it's green however the lights go out and then it's pitch dark and then it's not pitch dark because jetta has a flashlight i do really like these two panels here where jetta is talking about how like ugh, we've got a lot of house to cover here just grab the person nearest you meanwhile blaze please don't say split up and split up i knew it blaze has seen scooby-doo this do you want a daphne because this is how you get daphne blaze is so tired you guys so everyone wanders off, and then meanwhile, in a dark hallway, Kimber and Stormer smooch. It feels like the setup to a horror movie where, like, they go to smooch in the dark, and then it turns out they're smooching the monster or something, but that doesn't appear to have happened. No, Kimber and Stormer are just gone for, like, basically the rest of the story. Yeah, they're just they're just gone. It feels like they were setting up the whole, hey, all the misfits and the holograms in one house, and then they were like, oh god, we have to draw all the misfits and the holograms, never mind. Meanwhile, Aja has... What she calls is a heat tracker, but definitely looks like something from Ghostbusters. I am a little confused because in the page before this, we actually see, you know, Roxy and Jetta wandering off together. And then abruptly, it looks like we're stuck together with each other for a while, says Aja to Jetta. Yeah, I'm not sure why they split up in this specific section. There's a lot of weird cuts here. It feels like this was going to be a 20-page story, and then they cut it down to 10. As a result, the pacing's all weird. So then we cut to Jerrica and Blaze in a bedroom with a spooky ghost around the corner of the bed, I guess. Yeah, there's like a spooky ghost, like, again, straight out of Scooby-Doo in, like, the background of a lot of these shots here. Which nobody ever sees or reacts to, so... Yeah. So it feels like the later revelation of, aha, the ghosts were fake, is kind of like, it falls flat because they never saw any ghosts? They're also on a TV show. So, doi? Anyway, Jerrica trips over a wire, I think. I think that's what's happening. She just sort of trips and then there's a wire in front of her, so I'm not totally sure what's going on, but, you know, it's fine. Anyway, they decide to follow the wire and get to the bottom of this, this presumably being the fact that the lights went out. The important thing is, Rhea and Roxy are both incredibly strong and kick open doors together. That is a very... Very good panel, yes. If the rest of this issue was just Rhea and Roxy walking from room to room, banging open doors by kicking them, and then maybe beating up ghosts, I would be fine. Anyway, they find the craft services table. And they find some crumbs by that. Ghosts don't leave crumbs. And then flash to pizzazz. Who's by herself, I guess? 
She hears a great big groan on the floor behind her, is frantically fiddling with her flashlight to turn it on, does turn it on, and oh, it's the rest of the cast. And we're all around a mysterious set of doors that for some reason Roxy and Rhea have not yet kicked open. Why haven't they kicked them open? And apparently every single clue they've been following, up to and including the cold spot, have been pointing at this door. I, I do think you're probably right that this is something that was originally pitched as a larger issue. Yeah. The pacing's weird. It's weird. It's... Yeah. I mean, it moves very quickly. I bet at some point there were plans to do a Halloween issue. That makes sense. That would do it. But if so, why not just do Trick or Tech Rat again? We all love Trick or Tech Rat. He made a hand in a box. So they they open the door and there's some executives in there and they go, girls, um, amazing job. Yeah, that was something. Is that Eric with some real big anime hair? Sidebar, can we can we call a moratorium on people calling Pizzazz Piz because it never sounds good? It's true. Yeah. I don't know who this lady is. I think she's running the ghost show. Her skin's not dark enough to be Elise. That's probably not Elise. Anyway, we move on and it turns out that, yeah, they were set up because ratings gold, having the misfits and the holograms in the same house hunting ghosts and punching each other, presumably. And everyone's mad about this for some reason? Like, they didn't sign up for just a weird spectacle in the first place? And does that suggest that, like, she'll expose their fake ghosts? Which everybody will know their fake ghosts already. It's, it's, it's what it's for. That's the TV show. You don't need the ghosts to be real because the entertainment value is from people freaking out because possibly ghosts. A sidebar, uh, Eric in his first panel here. Is it just me or does his hair make him look like the Egon Spengler character from the Ghostbusters cartoon? I can't tell if this is on purpose or not. Anyway, the comic ends when the misfits walk out. Yeah, Joe is like, hey, we made a good team. That's like, ha, your mom's a good team. We out. So that one wasn't very good. Yeah, Honda wasn't very good, you guys. They can't all be winners. Yeah. It does feel like this was supposed to be like a 20-page Halloween special that got cut down to 10. And as a result, like the pacing's weird and not a lot of stuff makes sense. And there's references to things that don't exist in the comic anymore. It's also hard that like it's definitely right next to a cute little Starlight Girl story. And we are invested in the Starlight Girls. We're worried about the Starlight Girls all the time. This doesn't even really have a plot. It's just a series of events and then it's over. It's like a really truncated like cartoon episode. Yeah, it's like, you remember when we were recapping the cartoon and there was a couple that we were like, this was probably a two-parter at one point, and then it got smashed down into one, and as a result, it just clips away way too fast? Anyway, that's the end of the comic, you guys. That's the end of that one. I still think the anthology format is a good look for Gem. I just I just wish there were more. There were more anthologies to sort of average out these, uh, these, the, this data here. But only one more to go. Uh, we'll talk again next time uh, about some of the other stuff that we'll be doing in the meantime as we're sort of putting Jim Jam in the mothballs. Um, so look for us then. In the meantime, Jim Jam comes out uh, for as long as it will on a Sunday. Our schedule's kind of gone to hell, you guys. Not really through any fault of our own. We've run out of source material to cover. Uh, but when it does come out, you can find it on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, YouTube, uh, and Pippa? Pippa, yeah. We've we've switched off of SoundCloud. SoundCloud will be shutting down, uh, or our SoundCloud will be shutting down very shortly. Followed shortly by the rest of the service, I'm sure. We've switched over to hosting on Pippa.io, uh, which should not change anything if you are listening to us on YouTube or on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or Google Play. Sidebar, why are you listening to the show on Apple Podcasts? You don't have to live like this. If you're listening to us on SoundCloud, um, you can listen to us in the uh, Pippa.io web client thingy. The show page uh, on Pippa is shows.pippa.io slash the gem jam. But yeah, SoundCloud is an increasingly unstable platform that we don't feel comfortable having our entire backlog on. Uh, if you want to support 
support the show with that and all of our other Crooked Russian cam projects, you can do that uh, by a like, rating, review, subscribe, comment. Wherever you find our podcast is always super helpful. Helps our metrics, especially on iTunes. Helps us get discovered. Tune us next time for Gem Dimensions number four, where we'll be wrapping up what currently exists of the Gem comic. Until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the Gem Jam, where we remind you to let outrageous dogs lie.